0: Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience? Training tens of thousands of people from all around the world. Hi Cliff, this is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Whether you're looking to launch a podcast or build an online business that allows you to do the work you love, you've come come to the the right place. place. Podcast Answer Man presents The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now, here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 534 of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I am super excited to be back in the studio here on Friday, February 9th, 2018. Eighteen. I just got back from Tennessee, down in Franklin, Tennessee, Brentwood, Tennessee. That general vicinity. I was down there for a, a conference, the Score Speaker Training Conference. Now, this is the third time I've went through this. Uh, it's actually a four day super intensive event. And for at least two of those days, they it starts at 8.30 in the morning and ends – on schedule, it usually ends around 9.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. But we actually were able to get out a little bit earlier each of those nights, which was kind of nice because, well, Stephanie and I like to get up at <laughs> in the morning and do our workout routine, and which we had to get up at 4.30 in the morning – uh, to be able to make that happen before those days began. But anyway, that's that's not what I'm here to tell you about. I'm here to tell you that I just got back from the SCORE conference to take my public speaking to the next level. Now, why would I go... Actually, well, I'll, I'll say that the most common thing that people have asked me when I was there, they're like, uh, this is your third time here? And I'm like, yeah. And they say, well, why would you go a third time? Some people are like, well... Did you not did it not stick? Did you feel like, you know, were you overwhelmed and didn't come away? There there are many different reasons why I go back to the score conference over and over again. And and this may not be my final time. However, I want to share with you real quickly just six of those reasons why I went a third time this time. The first reason was professional growth. I am absolutely dedicated to to growing personally and professionally. And I know that my vision of the future is more live events, uh, more conferences, and eventually stadium-style events. I, I have this dream and this vision that one day I will put on conferences where there will be thousands of people in attendance. So and I'm talking like 10 to 20 to maybe even as much as one day or maybe multiple times having 50,000 people in a stadium. Crazy wild dream, right? But hey, that's my that's where I'm heading. That's what I'm working towards. That's the path that I'm on at this particular moment in my life. And so for professional growth, I know that I want to focus a lot of attention on my communication skills, and specifically public speaking, speaking in front of an audience. And the SCORE conference has been going on for over 30 years. It was uh, started and founded with by Ken Davis, who happens to be a very close personal friend of mine as well. But he is a professional Christian comedian, very well known. And uh, just the method that he has created for communicating in front of an audience is it's dynamic, it is, it, it's unlike any other training I've ever taken, and it is, I'll just say, life-changing, and I believe that repetition is the mother of skill, and sure, I went the first time, I came away with a great method of outlining talks and preparing with greater ease, and, and, and I came away with some tips and insights, I, I was a, I, the, It was a night and day difference from me speaking on a stage in front of an audience before my first time attending SCORE conference and after attending the first time. And then after going the second time, it improved. And, well, I haven't spoken yet in front of an audience after going through the third time. But if previous experiences uh, tell me anything, I, I know for a fact that when I get on the stage... In San Diego, for example, in just a few weeks, I'll be at Social Media Marketing World, and I know for a fact that I will be a more effective communicator on that stage as a result of going through this a third time. I when it comes to the Free the Dream conference, when I'm actually hosting my own conference and actually communicating from the stage, a majority of the sessions that's going to be me, and and I want to make sure that I am giving you my best, assuming that you're going to be at the Free the Dream conference, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. You can sign up to be notified when the sales page goes live, which won't be a whole lot longer. So you can go over to freethedream.live. That's freethedream.live. And that will get you to a place where you can be notified when those tickets go on sale. But uh, that's definitely happening. Franklin, Tennessee, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. But Repetition is the mother of skill. That's the first reason why I went back. I wanted to go back to hear the same material a third time. I wanted to have that the the mandates that they give for effective communication that it's like you must do this to communicate effectively. You must do this. You must do this. If you you have to do this and each time i walk away with okay i i agree i need to do all this no i must do all those things but you know what happens after time is is you you begin to apply as much as that as you can and and sometimes some of that stuff just you just get a little bit more relaxed so repetition is the mother of skill i'm devoted to professional growth that's reason number 1 for me going back the second reason is just the score method itself now the score method is a method for preparing and outlining talks or any form of communication, if you will. It's a formula that, quite simply, it's fill in the blank. And it seemed to me the very first time like overly simplistic. There's no way that I can actually be a dynamic, professional communicator by allowing myself to start with such an easy plug-and-play sentence and, and, and a little outline. Is that, that, is that possible? But I have found that it is possible. And the score method allows me to create a talk. If I had to, if you were, if I was at an event, and there, let's just say there was a session that was supposed to start in 45 minutes, and the event coordinator came to me and said, hey Cliff, I know that you're scheduled to speak tomorrow uh, to close the event. But there is a there's a breakout session that's supposed to happen 45 minutes from now on this topic. And I know you know some things about that topic. Is there any the person that was supposed to take their plane didn't they didn't catch their connection or whatever and they're not going to be able to make it. We could close that breakout session, but man, if you could fill in, that would be awesome. Do you think you could do that? And yes, I could. If as long as there as long as it was something that I knew something about that i had some passion for um then yeah i could within 45 minutes probably within 20 minutes i could sit down with the score method and say okay what is it that i want to have happen for these people what do i want to communicate what's my central theme all right and let's just say it was on um how to use Twitter more effectively. That was the, na- was the title of the conference. I don't need to, the slides from the person that didn't show up. All I need to know is what the title, how to use Twitter for, more effectively. Okay, okay. so I'm going to come up with three tips. So I believe that every one of, every attendee here can use Twitter more effectively by implementing these three strategies. The first strategy is make sure that you have a warm and inviting uh, avatar or profile picture. You know, don't just take the you know grainy photo. And I could go in into detail. The second thing, uh, no, the second strategy for using Twitter more effectively is to have a bio that is succinct and tells them exactly what you want them to do with you and your content, all right? So if you want people to hire you as a result of using Twitter, then your bio needs to point to that. So I could come up, I mean, I just literally, that all of that, none of that's in my outline here, those things I just shared with you, that's off the top of my head. I could deliver that talk in 10 minutes with 10 minute preparation time, and I could get up there and I could deliver that talk within five minutes or if they gave me 30 minutes, I could get, I could take those three strategies and I could create a compelling talk within 10 minutes and deliver it in 30 minutes and those people are going to walk away with those three strategies and not only will they have them, they'll remember them every time they use their Twitter account. That is what the score outline allows me to do. This outline for preparing talks called the score method allows me to... Go from you know what I used to do, which is okay. I I need to just come up with a bunch of information that I want to share in this talk and do some research. And here's all this information. Now let me just organize this into a way that might flow nice, and let me see if I can cram as much of this into my slides so that it can help me help me remember it. You know, let alone forget about the audience right now. It's all about me. How am I going to remember all of this stuff? So I used to put all this all this information, all these words, all these little basically my script in my slides. I, oh gosh, I can't believe I used to do all that stuff. But the score method is amazing. And you know what? I picked that up the first time, but the reason why this is still listed as a reason for attending my third time at the score conference was the fact that, you know, the score met the score method for outlining talks is so powerful and I just need to be reminded that it's powerful and that I should use it more often. In fact, I will I'll just give you an example more, most recently. If you go to cliffravenscraft.com, if you go to that my homepage on my website, you will see featured podcast episodes and you'll see why you should be in a mastermind group, how to cultivate a healthy relationship with money and drastically increase your income, how to attract your ideal customer, how to kick self-doubt to the curb and move forward with confidence, how to become an expert at saying no and how to do so effectively, staying focused on what is most important, a step-by-step formula for achieving your goals, developing healthy habits, decide and take action. All of those were created, actually decide and take action was not, but Um, all of the other ones were created using the score method. And while I took a lot of time building out those talks, I was able to create those within a few hours. And each one of those could be a talk. In fact, one of them will be a talk at the Free the Dream conference. So... The SCORE method is absolutely amazing, but one area where I neglected to think about the SCORE conference was the, or the SCORE method, was in the sales video for my Free the Dream conference. So I'm, I've i been working on the sales the sales page, and I wanted to create a sales video, and the first time I created it, I just hit the record button, just shared some things when I was exciting, excited and passionate about what I had just done, which was create the um, the schedule for the three-day event, and I, I played it back for some friends, and they're like, uh, dude, we need to work on this, and then Ray, my friend Ray Edwards came and helped me go through and create this video, and we kind of just created it on the fly, and it did not occur to me until I was at the SCORE conference for the third time. It's like, wait a second, I love the video that Ray helped me create, but the one thing that I didn't do is actually plug it into the SCORE method. Now, the thing is, is that it is, it does have the remnants of the SCORE method. You see, both myself and Ray are uh, graduates of the SCORE conference. And as a result of that, we both have this psychologically in our background. It just kind of, you know, we tend to score things out just subconsciously, if you will. But the reality is, is that it, it is not it does not fit directly into the score method in that I have my keyword chosen and that I'm using that keyword and yeah, and as a result of that, that sales video, while the second version is much better than the first, it still is choppy because I was just all over the place while we're recording it and the editing, the final product is amazing but the editing is super choppy. And the reason why I had to edit so much is because I didn't score it. If I scored it, I wouldn't have had that. And so I now know that before you guys see the official sales page for free, free the dream, which by the way, if you go to free, the dream dot live, that's not the sales page. It's just a landing page where you can put your name and email address to be notified when the tickets go on sale, when that sales page is actually available. But, um, Yeah, before you guys see the sales page, there'll be a third version of that video and that video will be scored and it will be amazing. It will have the same content, but it will be delivered more effectively because of the score method. And so that was the second reason why I went back a third time. And I'm so glad I did because actually that isn't actually a reason why I went a third time but it it's actually a benefit. But anyway, we'll just leave it as a reason. All right, the third reason I went back is because of the coaching. I love to be coached. I love coaches who are experts at what they do. Who some, I, If I want somebody to coach me in the area of public speaking, I want to be coached by somebody who makes a living from public speaking. I want somebody who is going to uh, help me do something, get to their level. That's I, so I, I want a coach that is going to allow me to to say, wow, what you've been able to achieve with your communication skill, the way that you've communicated here, just doing some of the presentations at this event, uh, I want to get to your level. That's the kind of coach I want. And, Every single time I've been to the SCORE conference, that's the type of coach that I've had. I've had somebody whose ability to communicate is something that I'm like, okay, I wanna be able to do what you just did. And their coaching is amazing. Their coaching is also um, uh, limited to no more than, I think it's no more than 10 people, and sometimes I think it might even be smaller groups. But you have a small coaching group, and so during the day, There are presentations where you are learning the information, but for the first three nights of the conference, you are broken into small groups of no more than 10 people. It'll be you, your small group, and your coach. And each night, every person in your group, including yourself, is required to give a five-minute talk. Now, you are not allowed to go any longer than five minutes, and your talk must be something persuasive or enabling, so you're teaching somebody how to do something or you're trying to convince somebody why they should do something or should not do something. But it's a persuasive or an enabling talk and it has to be a full talk delivered within five minutes or less. And the first night is, you know, there's you haven't received any training at all, so you just go in with whatever it is. And then the second night, after you've had some training throughout the day, You give a talk based upon what you learned that day, which is the score method, by the way. And uh, then, as you have finished your talk, they critique you on how you did. And it is critique. I mean, they're actually saying, okay, that was great, but I think you could, there's one thing I noticed over here. I noticed that um, you tended to move a lot on the stage and it seems like you were just walking and pacing back and forth. I think it could be better if you would make it a point in the preparation when you're practicing to make it a point to decide when you are delivering each of your rationale or your like each reason that you're sharing with your audience or each benefit or each step. It would be awesome if you could determine where on the stage you will be when you deliver that. And that you, when you're getting ready for that, you naturally walk over to that spot on the stage and stay there until you've delivered that point. And then when you're ready for the next point, then intentionally move to the next place on the stage. And so getting that kind of critique, it's like this was my third time, and by the way, that was a critique that I got the second night. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes! I, I I had that critique the the first and the second time that I've went through this, and I've used that and I've done it effectively. But you're right, I've fallen back into my pacing on stage. Thank you for that. Another critique that I got this time was uh, remembering the eye contact idea. In fact, it was it, it wasn't that I wasn't making eye contact, but I, I remembered a tip from the second time as a result of the critique here in the third time that. One of the things that helps me is e- even if I want to move more than just three or five times on the stage, I do because I got a 40-minute talk or whatever, I don't want to just stay in three spots or five spots. I, I want to be able to move. But another thing that reminded me of is a critique I got in coaching last time. It's like one thing you want to do is you want to walk towards an end of the stage and look and make eye contact with somebody and stop on the st- stop moving, stop walking but plant yourself for just a moment, make eye contact with somebody, and, and literally talk with them, and then maybe look at, at the next person next to them, and maybe a third person next to them, but you want to f- complete a phrase or a sentence or a thought each time, and then... Once you've done that, I want you to look at somebody at the other side of the room and then naturally walk to there until you finally get to the place. And you're talking to that person, but as you're talking to them, you're walking closer to them on the stage until you plant, and then you finish that and you look at, oh, it's like this is, I love this coaching. You know, this is so practical. This is and this is something that they know because they do this all the time. I love the small group coaching. It's the third reason I keep It matter of fact, the coaching is the main reason I keep going back. All right? Reason number 4, Stephanie went. Okay? My wife, Stephanie, went to the score conference and it was her idea. And I'm so thrilled with that because Stephanie is going to be speaking. She's going to have one session at the Free the Dream conference. And by the way, if you are and you know building and starting or building your business pursuits and your wife uh is not involved in your business pursuits and maybe your wife or, or I'm, I'm sorry, maybe your spouse because maybe you're the the female that has the business and maybe your husband's the one that is the spouse that doesn't uh participate in the business. So, If you're the entrepreneur and you have a spouse that is not on the same page with you, if you have a spouse that doesn't get it, if you have a spouse that misses those steady paychecks or will miss those steady paychecks, whatever the case may be, if you are on this business journey, I encourage you to come to the free The Dream Conference, but I also encourage you to bring your spouse because they are going to be brought up to... Mm -hmm the understanding of what it is that you're after and they're going to see other people who are there with their supporting spouses as well and stephanie is going to deliver a talk that is basically if i if i just give you the score outline every spouse of an entrepreneur can have a th- thriving marriage and contribute to the success of their spouse's business by navigating or successfully navigating through three specific stages. And if you want, I'll even tell you that the stages are acceptance, partnership, and abundance. Now, I'm not gonna tell you anything else, but I will tell you that that is going to be an amazing talk and uh, you definitely want to go, and so Stephanie, by the way, has, I she's had very limited public speaking in front of an audience, and uh, she had one experience at PodCamp that went really well, she's, you know, talked in front of kids before, she was extremely nervous this time, uh, but with, as as it worked, by the way, the first time I went, I was nervous as well, I was freaked out, but yeah, it's, but Stephanie went, and she, from, from the first night to the second night to the third night, it was amazing to see her progression through that, and I, I'm super excited that she now has a full comprehension of the score method. She has some amazing feedback and critique from her three different uh, group session talks, and she now knows that she can successfully give this talk within five minutes so when she's on stage for 30 or 40 minutes giving that same talk she knows that she'll be able to elaborate tell some more stories and have fun with it and yeah the fourth reason i went was because stephanie wanted to go all right this the fifth reason why i went a third time was the free the dream conference is coming up i told you personal professional growth well you know what? I want to be. I, I this is a big deal for me. This is the free the dream conference is going to be my first big conference that I am running. This is my conference. This isn't a workshop. Which my workshops are amazing, and I love my workshops. But the having a conference that's a new level for me. And I'm excited about that. And this is my first step into something that I have shared with you earlier. It's I have a big vision for the future, and so I wanted to go there uh, with the idea. Okay, this is for me to get that coaching and some refresher and all the other stuff that I told you about for the free the dream. But the the other reason is I wanted to go and have some get my mindset into preparing talks and and using the SCORE method to prepare talks and and where this fits into Free the Dream is I knew all of the things that I wanted to accomplish for those who are attending the Free the Dream conference, which are things like help people change their beliefs about who they are and what they're able to achieve. I wanna help people break free from limiting uh, beliefs. I wanna help people uh, break through procrastination. I want to help people end the pattern of self-sabotage. I want to help people learn how they can master their body, and I also want to help people understand why they should pursue wealth and how to pursue wealth. How basically how to gain wealth, how how to become financially free. These are the things I knew going into the Score conference these are the things i knew but coming out of the score conference i actually outlined i have a first draft outline for 12 sessions <laughs> 12 sessions of the net, of the free the dream conference and the, the first draft completely done if i need i mean if i had to if if the free the dream conference were tomorrow or, or were the next 3 days i could deliver those three talks right now because of the, the outline that I have. Will I do that? Absolutely not. I have between now and September, uh, exactly, today's the 9th, so 7th, 8th, and 9th. Um, so I've got several months to prepare these. I am going to fully flesh out all of the illustrations, all of the resources, the stories, all the things that I'm going to share inside of each of those talks. I'm going to fill those in, and I am going to practice those talks each of the 12 sessions that I will do, I will probably rehearse each of them a minimum of three times and probably as much as 10 times. That's how much I plan to prepare. But the reason number five going there is I knew I'd I'd be in the mindset that would get me into, oh, let's outline those talks. And they're outlined. It's awesome. And reason number six, the reason why I go to any conference is to meet new people. And I love to meet new people and network with new people. And I did meet new people. And Stephanie met new people. And it was awesome. All right? So, yeah. I just got back from the SCORE conference. Um, I don't know when the next one is. But I will. I, I do have an affiliate link that or affiliate relationship with the SCORE conference I usually have to work those out session by session, so don't don't go and sign up for one just yet, but if you wanna be notified when the next SCORE conference is, send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Again, that's cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Put SCORE conference in the subject line, and I will personally add you to a list of people to be notified when the next SCORE speaker training conference is, and who knows? I may go a fourth time. I know that sounds insane, but I may do it. All right. Anyway, simply put, I'm a better communicator today because of the SCORE Conference. And after going through it three times, there are three mandates that I think are the top mandates that SCORE Conference gives to each attendee that I believe can make us all a more effective communicator. And I want to share with you Three mandates that will make you a more effective communicator. The first mandate is to know your destination. To know your destination. Where are you going? In fact, from this point forward, if you've ever been asked to give a talk in front of an audience, I want you to think of yourself as a taxi driver. In fact, hold on. Wait a second. Many of you are podcasters as well. Okay, before you hit the record button, the next time you record a podcast, I want you to think of yourself as a taxi driver. What do I mean by this? Well, let's just imagine you're driving down the road, New York City taxi, you know, and you get this guy, he whistles, yells, taxi. You pull over, he hops into the back of the seat. Who just hopped into the back of the seat? it's your audience your audience is your customer in the back seat now what is a, what is the most important thing for you to, to be an effective taxi driver what i mean I, do you need to know how to drive sure there's lots of things you need to be a taxi driver you probably need a license you probably need some insurance you need you, but for you to be an effective taxi driver so that this audience this customer in the back seat gets what they want gets what they paid for what is the most essential thing you need as a taxi driver you need to know what their destination is you need to know where it is that you're taking them you cannot be an effective taxi driver if you don't know right at the beginning, before you even start, before you put the car and drive, where are we going? You want to know the destination. It's only once you know the destination of where you are taking them that you can then begin to plan the route. And by, by the way, planning the route is designing your talk. I can't begin to tell you the number of times where I've been invited to speak at a conference where they gave me the topic and I just went out and started researching a lot of information and I jotted down everything I could think of that I would know that I would want to share with my audience and then I would put it all into an outline and I would try to rearrange it and then after I had my route all planned out, <laughs> that sounds crazy, right? Let's take a left turn here and a right turn here. Oh, I probably want to take them over and make sure that you know we drive by the the museum because it's I, I love the arches there. the The arches just they have to see the arches, um, and and all of this other stuff. And oh gosh, we have to drive by the fountain and the Liberty. Bell, oh, they have to see the liberty bell as well. You know, as a taxi driver you're like, okay, okay I, I, wait a second. I know I know that I've just messed up because before we were in New York and, and the liberty bell is not in New York. Anyway, you get the idea. We we we, we got to take them past all these different things, right? And and then all of a sudden what we do is we we have all of these different places we want to take the audience, all the different routes we want to go and we try to then discover our destination based upon all of this information. Whereas, let me ask you this, if you're a taxi driver and the guy in the back seat needs to be at the airport in 35 minutes and uh, that's going, it's going to take you at least 30 minutes to get there uh, if you take the shortest route possible, do you think that it's important to, to drive them past the fountain, the Liberty bell, or any of those other stops along the way no those are can you impress them with your knowledge and and can, the but as a taxi driver, I think it's important for me to strike up a conversation i want to i don't want to just be a taxi driver I want to be a tour guide as well, and I want to be like, hey, did you know this fun fact about the Liberty bell? Did you know this fun fact about that fountain? Did you know that if you saw the fountain at night, you should next time you're in town, you should see this fountain at night and this is why blah 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 blah. You know, does the does the person in the back seat care about any of that? Is it relevant to them? Is it going to help them? No, what do they want? They want to get to the airport. They want to become a more effective communicator. So it is important for you that you know what your your person in the back seat, where they want to go. You need to know the destination. It is a mandate. You must know their destination. And then get them there. Take away, matter of fact, it leads into mandate number two, keep it simple. Take out all this other stuff that is unnecessary. Uh, if if the person needs to be at the airport in 35 minutes and you're you, you know for a fact it's gonna take at least 30, you need to take the quickest route possible all right and so that's what you want you always want the quickest route possible that only get that everything every turn you take in your drive gets them one step closer to the destination no turn you you will never take a turn in your route that takes them further away from the destination that adds time to get to the destination, everything must point towards the destination. Must take you closer to the destination. Now, sometimes you may realize that, hey, I I know for a fact that there's a sh- you know that, that going straight would be this, but I happen to know that during this hour of the day, uh, this right here is congested, and so I know I'm going to take a, a a little bit of a diversion, and I believe that it may take us 32 minutes. But I have a feeling that if I would have went straight, it may have actually got us there. It may have taken us 39 minutes. So, so I, I believe this little diversion off to the side, this story that I want to share, I believe it's going to drive this home. I believe it's going to get them to the destination. It's going to get, and the destination is the light bulb moment. It's the thing that says, wow, okay, I get it. I can do this. Or, oh, you just persuaded me. All right, everything, know your destination. What it, My destination right at this point is for you to be to understand there are three mandates for you to be more effective in your podcast episodes if you have a podcast, or if you're going to do public speaking, you must know your destination and you must keep it simple. Only put in what is necessary. You know, the human mind can only retain so much information. And I wanna share something with you. This whole idea of building a talk with lots of information, uh, many times we're tempted to put that information, all of the details, all of the different uh, facts and statistics and all the fancy graphics in our talk, oftentimes we're doing that to impress people. And, and we're trying to give them information to make it sound complicated because complicated is what they're paying for. How could they pay for something so simple, right? Well, let me tell you, your audience does not need a complicated idea to change their life. What they need from you is an idea that they can remember and apply. So know your destination, Keep it simple. And the third mandate is for us to focus on the audience. You must always focus on the audience. For me, how this relates, prior to the SCORE conference, I used to be terrified to speak in front of an audience of people. At least for any period of time leading up to me, stepping onto the stage, and for the first five to ten minutes. Now, for me, I do love public speaking. I, I It's absolutely incredibly awesome. I love it. And I always have about ten minutes into it. However, if I had three weeks to prepare for a talk, I'm nervous and terrified for three weeks. And, gosh, the day of the conference... I usually didn't sleep the night before. I may wake up with a Charlie horse. I probably have knots in my stomach. I feel like you know, I, I I'm going. I need to use the bathroom every three and a half minutes. Um, it, it's just like, oh my gosh! I, I can I get this over with? I can't talk to anyone, uh, so I have to stay in my hotel room until it's time for me. You know, like ten minutes before my talk, I jump down there and i'm i'm like I'm pacing behind the stage they're calling my name i'm freaking out and i get up and i and i i know and i've rehearsed what i'm going to say when i get on the stage my, 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 my voice is shaking and, and and i'm visibly shaking in my boots although i'm not wearing boots but i don't typically Wear boots. But anyway, the thing is, I'm shaking. It, I am nervous, and it always was with with the first five minutes, sometimes as much as ten minutes. But then eventually, I lose that nervousness and it goes away and and I I get into my groove and I'm teaching, I'm sharing, I'm persuading or en- enabling people to do things and and the if the fear goes away and I'm like I got this and I'm like yes I was born for this I I was designed to be on a stage communicating pe- to people. This is something I felt from the very first time I ever stepped on a stage in front of people, about 10, 15 minutes into it. But I, and, and by the time I'm finished, but I'm like, yes. And when I got off the stage, I'm like, that was amazing. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. When can I speak again? Can I, do- I can't wait Ah, and then, of course, you know it's usually a couple days or weeks or months before I'm invited to speak at the next whatever and and the nervousness starts building and it, usually it's a couple weeks leading up to it, then all of a sudden, and, and I go through the same thing. It's like that confidence, that boldness that that this is what I was meant to do. All of it goes out the window, and I'm freaking out again. And it was the fact I learned at the SCORE conference the first time, it was re- I was reminded the second time, further reminded the third time. the The reason why I was terrified and experienced all of that was because the focus was on me. You see, subconsciously, I was worried about will people like me? Will they judge me? Will they be impressed with me? Will I succeed? Will the organizers of the conference be happy with the fact that they invited me to speak at their talk? Will they be embarrassed by me? Will the audience discount what I say? That No, I don't have to deal with this right now. But there was a time when I had dropped a lot of weight and then I had put a lot of weight back on. And I remember this one time in Dallas speaking at the platform conference and I've got video of that talk and I just remember looking at myself in the video afterwards and and remembering, well, that's why I felt that way. And the thing is, is I got on the stage and, and I'm like, are people going to discount what I have to say because I'm fat? I, I obviously have no control over my physical body right now. I, I have no will i 've exhibited no willpower, no control over my physical body, and yet here I am telling people how to take their lives to the next level as you know weighing two hundred and seventy pounds. Who am I to talk to people about taking their lives to the next level? You see, I was so focused on me, and because of that, I was afraid and terrified about how I looked, about what I would say, about how people would react and because of all of that I was terrified. And when I learned this at the first core conference, it changed everything for me. Now, I got to tell you, I still I I still get little butterflies. I do. I still get a little anxiousness and and I think some of that's good. It says that I care. I care that this goes well. But today, I focus on mandate number 3, focus on your audience. I focus on them. Now, when I'm preparing a talk, I don't prepare thinking, I wonder how I can impress people with what I'm teaching them and how I'm teaching them. I'm not concerned about can I make them, you know, can I impress them by making them laugh? I'm not going to impress, I don't care if I impress them by telling them a story that's going to say, wow, Cliff is awesome. That is so cool that Cliff experienced that. I want to be more like Cliff. I'm not looking to impress anybody in a talk anymore. I'm not looking to impress you here in this podcast episode. What do I care about right now? I care about whether or not at the end of this episode will you remember that you must know your destination, you must be willing to keep it simple, and you must focus on your audience. That's all I care about. And when I decide that all I care about is will the audience walk away from my talk either being persuaded by what I said or enabled to go and do something, okay? That's all that matters. I no longer have the Charlie horses and the restless nights with no sleep prior to talking. I still I, I still have that little, you know, oh, this is cool, I'm up next. Oh, I just, I can't wait till this gets starts. But you know what? Now, because I focus on the audience, come to Social Media Marketing World. Come to my talk. It's just in a couple weeks. And here's what I will promise you. you this is what you will see. Right before I get up on that stage, if you come an hour before my talk, you will see me talk to as many people in that room as possible. I will be calm. I will be collected. I will be confident. I will be relaxed. And I will be at peace. And when it's time for me to talk, I promise you this. I will be confident. I will not be shaken. I will be not nervous. I will be focused on you. So if you want to be a more effective communicator, if you want to more effectively make an impact in people's lives, if you want to more effectively influence people with your message, you must know your destination. You must keep it simple and only use what's necessary to get them to the next destination. And you must Always remain focused on your audience. Now, it's obvious that one of the many keys to success that I've had in my business journey is the fact that I've been willing to invest money into high quality training and networking environments that help me take everything that I'm doing to the next level. And as we transition to the close here, I want to encourage you. If you are starting or growing a business, specifically if you, especially if you want to create online courses, you wanna you wanna make products and services that allow you to uh, take what you know and your experience and and have a massive impact in the world by selling online courses, doing live workshops. Basically, as a coach, a mentor, if, you, if you're if you a thought leader, if you are building a business and you're in the earlier stages of of getting this thing going, or even if you're several years into it, but you're just not where you you, you want to be, I want to encourage you to apply for the next level mastermind. In fact, I'm going to share with you real quickly, and this is going to show you just how effective the score method is, all right? I'm going to share with you six benefits you will get if you apply and are accepted to the next level mastermind. Benefit number one, no more loneliness. I mean, I I want to speak specifically to those of you who have lived a lifetime as an employee. Most all of your connections, your peers, the people that you know, they are employees as well. And now you're here, you've created a podcast, Uh, you've created a blog, you started a YouTube channel, you've been doing Facebook Live, you've been putting your message out, and people are starting to hire you to one-on-one coach them, they're starting to show up and buy some of your products, and, and all of these things, and you've decided to leave the day job behind, whether you're in that transition right now, or you left the day job a couple months ago, a couple years ago. Here's one thing I know because I were I was in your shoes. It's lonely. Building a business is a lonely journey if you're not surrounded by other people who are on the same journey you are on. You know, you, I when I was on this journey, I had friends who uh, were very successful financially. I had friends who were very successful in relationships. I had friends who were successful as parents. The I had some of the most amazing, incredible, successful people that I surrounded myself, and they were people who believed in me. It was awesome, but you know what none of them had in common with me? None of them owned and operated their own businesses full-time. And because of that, I felt alone in the fact that they didn't understand, I was sharing some some thoughts and some feelings and and they just didn't get it. They, they, they're like, "Oh, that sounds like a great idea." And some of those things that I thought sounded like a great idea, I, I used them as a I, no, it, it wasn't a great idea. Trust me, but they believed in me and they wanted to encourage me, but they had no experience. It, it's lonely. It's lonely. It really is lonely. Especially if you're used to you're used to this whole idea of having a team of people that you've been working with, at, you know, in the business that you're a part of, and now you're working from home. And you just it's like you get up, your commute is a couple steps and here I am. I'm alone. 40, 50, 60 hours a week. I'm alone. Yes, I'm married. I have great kids, but a majority of my life I spend it alone. You know what? Benefit number one of the Next Level Mastermind is you can do life with like-minded people who are on the same journey you're on. Once a week, every single week, you're going to sign in for your dose of motivation and encouragement from people who get you, who understand you. Every week, you're going to be on a call where you are going to connect deeper in relationship with these people so that then you can take more effective use of the online discussion forum that allows you to immediately connect with all those other people in your group. And as you develop these relationships, you're going to be able to have meetings in between the meetings with these people because you're going to have no more loneliness in your life. You're going to have people who are on the journey with you who are not only there to support you and encourage you, but who get you and are on this path with you. That's benefit number one, no more loneliness. Benefit number two, less time running through the maze. All right, now some this may only uh, resonate with those of you who have been pursuing the business for a little while, and I want you to think about a maze, and I'm talking about one of those. Maybe you've maybe you've been in a corn maze before. I don't know if you have, but the but or you've you've seen the concept of this maze where they make them out of the, you know shrubs that just grow up. Harry Potter had a maze, you know, where you, where you go through and and the idea is that your goal is to get from either one side out to the other side. Uh, let, let's just say that that's what the goal is. But you go in and you turn left, and then all of a sudden you've got two different paths to choose from, and if you turn, you could turn right or you could turn left. All right? And then what happens is you turn right and and it seems like you're progressing quite a way through the maze, but then you hit a dead wall a dead end. It's like, "Oh, crud." And so you have to backtrack and go all the way back to where you were and then go the other way. And then of course you realize, "Ah, this was the right way to go." That first turn Boy, was that a mistake. And then you go a little bit further, and then all of a sudden, what? (laughs) you've got three options. You could go straight, you could turn right, or you could turn left. What the heck? And so you turn left, and you go for a while, and then all of a sudden you realize, (laughs) dead end, right? You know what I'm talking about, the maze. And this is exactly what it's like being on, on your entrepreneurial journey. You're, you're trying new things. It's like, okay, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. Which one do I do? Well, you know what? In the next level mastermind, you would be doing life with people who have already mapped what does and doesn't work. This means that you can literally experience success faster because you'll spend less time learning through trial and error. Benefit number three, a dedicated sounding board. Just imagine this, you have an idea. It's like, oh, I was in the shower this morning and I came up with this idea and I think that I wanna implement this. Matter of fact, I've already spent like three hours before our call today researching this and I think I'm gonna go ahead and buy this product and I'm gonna buy this piece of software and I'm gonna buy this and I'm gonna put it together and make it available for sale. What do you guys think? And let me tell (laughs) you. Um, I have a friend of mine, her name is Kim Sutton, she calls it chronic, what does she call it, chronic, chronic ideal disorder, anyway, th- th- she, something like that, and she, it, 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 I can't begin to tell you the number of times people are like, oh, I just had this wild idea, and sometimes you need a sounding board, and sometimes your sounding board is going to say, oh my gosh, that's incredible, and other people are going to be like, wow, yes, you should do that, and by the way, I I think I want to implement that in my business, which is kind of cool. But that sounding board kind of gives you that confirmation like, yeah, this is, okay, so it's not just me, right? (laughs) Or sometimes that sounding is like you're convinced this is the right thing to do, and then your group says, have you thought about this? Or somebody says, hey, I made that turn in the maze before, and it led to a dead end. Now, the thing is though, realize this, a sounding board doesn't mean that you have to follow the advice of everybody in your group. But let me tell you, I, I, I've i not always agreed with the feedback that I got from the sounding board that I have in my mastermind relationships. But I will tell you, I've always benefited from the feedback regardless. And having a sounding board is is absolutely essential for success in business and it is a third benefit of applying and getting accepted into the next level mastermind. A fourth benefit of the next level mastermind is the focus you will get. Now, I know some of you, I've I've talked to you, some of you, you have no idea what to even focus on. It's like, I don't even know what to do next. Well, a mastermind group can help you with that And more of you, many of you actually know what are the things you need to do. The problem that most of you are facing is that you've got so many things that you know you need to do. And and you also know that there's no real true uh, thing called multitasking. You, You can't really focus on two things at the same time. The reality is is that you just have no idea which one do I focus on now. What is the next right thing for me to focus on? And surrounding yourself with people who have been there, done that, can help you determine what are the right things to focus on. And if you already have the right things to focus on and you're overwhelmed by all of the options, the clarity you will get through a couple of questions in a hot seat, it's like, okay, here's the f- first thing you need to do, and you don't do anything else until that's complete, and this is what you focus on next, and this is what you focus on next. That should, be, that should cover you for the next three weeks. When you're in the hot seat again, we'll, we'll, we'll take on some of those other things that you know you need to do. But first, focus on these, all right? So that's the fourth benefit. A fifth benefit is accountability, you know, I can't begin to tell you the number of times I've seen people who say, "This is what I'm working on, this is what I've been, this is what I'm going to do." And then a couple of weeks later, they get into the next hot seat and uh you know, they say, "Well, I you know, I'm still struggling to get this to happen and and financially I've got this major goal that I need to hit." but I'm not hitting it. So I came up with this idea and I'm going to put this together and this together. And I have to say as the facilitator and, and I play a little bit more of a mentor role in the next level mastermind, I have to say, Oh, wait a second. What happened to that other thing you were working on? Well, yeah, no, that's up and running. It's like, wait a second. Are you going to deliver on your promise? Did, are you going to do that? And the thing is, is now if you are determined that that's not the right thing for you, then that's fine. But you can't get something up and running, spend hours and days and weeks of your life m- getting something to the point where it's ready to sell and then abandoning it and start all over with something fresh unless that's something you're absolutely convinced you need to do. And and, I, and so there's some accountability that, that happens within a mastermind group that really holds people to the fire, the feet to the fire. It says, listen, you said you were going to do the, this we are you going to deliver on your promise you know this this isn't delivering on your promise to us this is a, you promised yourself you were going to do this and in a way you're promising those people that would buy from you that this would be available from you deliver on that promise accountability it's a it's another benefit and of course benefit number 6 a little bit more nebulous intentionally here but benefit number 6 of applying and getting accepted into the next level mastermind is just the simple fact that I always under promise and over deliver, and there are some things that I do for the next level mastermind that I am not willing to t- say because i don't want people to sign up just for those things and i i want to I, I want to wow you and i want i want to I want to make this an experience that you tell other people about. And if they ever say, well, oh my, you pay $1,000 a month to be in the next level mastermind? How on earth? What? And and then you're like, dude, it is a no brainer. In fact, if you want, uh, if you're thinking about applying and you're just on the fence, email me. Uh, put next level mastermind in the email subject line and say, Cliff, I'd like to talk to that one or two people who have said I they would happily... Uh, answer a few questions. These are people who are in the next level mastermind who have said, if anybody's on the fence, have them give me a call. I'll talk to them. All right? These are people who are paying $1,000 a month to be in the next level mastermind and they're willing to take their free time or free up time to actually talk to you to convince you of why. I mean, they're willing to be, that's that's what I, I under promise and I over deliver. So, go to nextlevelmastermind.info that's .i n f o go to nextlevelmastermind.info and apply for the next level mastermind today if you want to if you're sick and tired of being lonely if you're tired of running through the maze and learning everything through trial and error if you would love to have a sounding board to let you know whether or not you're on the right track If you need help determining what to focus on or if you have the things to focus on but you just don't know which one to focus on right now or you've actually determined it a couple times but you just haven't been able to do it, you're procrastinating, you need some accountability. And if you're willing to understand that I happen to do a little bit more than what I've promised and it's just a part of who I am and that intrigues you, head over to nextlevelmastermind.info today and apply. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope there is so much value in this episode that you immediately want to share it with five other people. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.